Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the best nerd and pop culture podcast to ever graciously touch your ears. I'm your host, Neo Rosano, joined by my fellow co-host, Gage Pond. Say hello, buddy. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going. I'm exhausted, but I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry for the delay of this episode, everybody. We had some technical difficulties on our end, but, you know, we're trying our best to get episodes out on time. You know, we had new schedules as well, so, you know, things have been a bit hectic, but yeah. we're getting it done. It's all so, so lighting. Yeah, if you're new that. here, we talk about nerd stuff, we talk about pop culture stuff, we talk about anything we want, things that make us happy, sad, angry, whatever. Today, we got a topic for you. Before we get into that, let's start with some small talk. You got anything going on, buddy? Because I got some stuff I want to talk about. Uh, just getting used to waking up at 6 a.m. for the job. It's been, I mean, it's been okay. I've been, I've been running off of caffeine and my will to not be broke. Yeah, is that it? Um, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's all right. I'm enjoying the new job for the most part. I'm, you know. Just basically haven't haven't done long shifts that require, you know, a lot of physical effort for quite a long time, a couple of years. I really let yeah. myself fall out of shape, so I'm ugh, I'm recouping to that. Yeah. So basically what you said of uh just being fueled off of caffeine and your will to live or not die basically. You just you know what it's like to be in the military basically. Well, it requires a little less personal sacrifice than being in the military, but yeah, pretty much. Because like ninety-eight percent of the military is just run on hate, nicotine, and caffeine. That's that's all you need to like do to be in the military, pretty much. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So, for my small talk, it's not really small talk. It's more of like a pre-topic. It's just so I see these like videos on like TikTok or whatever YouTube Shorts. And I'm pretty sure Mr. Beast did one one back, like, way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. But when people, like, are like, oh, I'm going to go into this car dealership and pay all in $1 bills or all in pennies and see if they'll take my money. Like, yes, they will. They legally have to. They cannot reject U.S. currency as a form of payment. Well, uh, this actually reminds me. There was a there was a meme I saw about that, or a, a story someone said where it's I don't know some douche that worked at a gas station I don't know was being salty about some dude coming in before closing and trying to pay for gas. And since the guy was rude, what he did is he or he said he wasn't gonna take card, you know, and that's all he had, and he was pleading and whatnot. So he went to the store or the bank and basically got the amount of that he needed to pay in pennies. Uh, and he, and he paid with pennies cause the guy would have to sit there and count all of it, you know, because he legally has to accept it. That may or may not be true. I have no idea. It was just something someone said, or I read it somewhere. I can't remember. But yeah, you have legally, you have to accept physical U S currency. You can choose to not take cards or, you know, checks but on the on the on any dollar bill it says this is legal tender you know yes like you 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 have to accept that as payment because if like you can't really back up anything else 
Yeah, it could, the part that just makes me so mad about it is they only do it to, quote, see if they'll take the payment, because they will. They legally have to. So all you're well, doing is you're wasting those poor people's time. Well, really what it is is it's not about seeing if they will actually take the money. They they know that they probably will. That's what it's about, though. What you want is their reaction to them having to count all of your $1 bills to see, like, instead of buying a car with $1 bills, seeing if that that's what it is. They just want to make the person suffer by having to count you know, thousands of dollars worth of $1 bills uh, to, you know, it, that that's the point of the video, basically. It's it's to mess with them. I'm not, I'm not thinking yeah. very clearly right now. That's content nowadays. It's it's just stupid. They're like, this guy was buying a Porsche all-in-ones. So he and his friends just had wheelbarrows of ones just rolled into the, like, dealership. It's like, here you go, here's my payment, ha ha ha. I mean, like, as a as like a joke, I kind of like it. As as a joke in a way, like I mean, I wouldn't. It's not something I would record, but it's like if I were to buy like, like two hundred dollars worth of groceries, right? It's like I would, and then for the sake of it, or at least to start off, is I would have two hundred dollars worth of ones. And give that to them. And then after like a little bit into the accounting process, I would say when you're about $40, and I'd be like, nah, I'm just kidding. Here's, you know, give them two $100 bills or something. Yeah. You see, that that's the, you know, mature and human thing to do. Because, I mean, because that, like, that, that's the prank. Like, if, if, I, in my opinion, if someone is actually like suffering because of what you're doing, it's not a prank, you know? Like doing like if you're like the pranks, I see a lot of these where it's like some dude will be walking around and he's basically got this little audio thing that plays like a really disgusting fart noise and he'll do that like as he walks right by people. Like you're not actually hurting anyone, you know. That's a prank. You know? Or if, you know, like in video games something that, you know, like dad and what like friends have done in like seven days is when someone hops offline, then what they'll do is they'll take concrete blocks and just basically build a concrete box around their motorcycle in the game. Because it's an incredible inconvenience. But, well, well, in that case, I mean, it's a game, so there is an inconvenience, but it's not like a real one. It's a game. I mean, yeah, um, but I'd argue, like, having someone in a company having to count a million but, well, yeah, $1 that, that's, bills... That's what I'm saying. If you're having to count hundreds of thousands of $1 bills, like, that is just actual misery. It wastes time, and I would even argue to a certain extent that that does cost the company money because you have to have... Someone has to count that, you know? Right. Uh, and, like, I feel like if I was in the position of someone like working there, I'd just be like, no, I'm not going to serve you. I'm refusing. I'm using my right to refuse service to you. That's what I would. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, okay, can't have the car now. But the thing is, is like in a situation like uh, the thing I said, like with gas at that point, like that's a, that's like a stalemate because they've already got the gas, you know, so they would have to count pennies basically. Um, well, it's not like the '80s. You don't pump your gas and then pay for it. You got to pay and then pump your gas. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Well, either way. Uh, there was another. There was another thing I wanted to add on to that, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's just. It just. Oh, I hate it so oh, much. Well, I, I remember. Like if. It, like if if it's actually just hurting someone or you know actually truly inconveniencing them, it's not a prank. So like I remember being like working at a a restaurant that I used to work with. I'm not really gonna name it, but uh, and I mean never anything to that extent. But people would basically like they would have money, but then they would have like a large assortment of change, like they because like they didn't have enough cash, and then they would just like have a bunch of change to try and match the balance which it did and that's not really a prank like that's a mistake but like that's a serious case where it is an incredible inconvenience because i, remember, you, I gotta count out the, all that change to make sure that it actually equals the total of their bill uh like and, and it sucks like there's nothing funny about it there's nothing you know quirky or goofy about it like it just actually sucks yeah i, I remember I was watching this YouTuber one time and he was like in like a cafe or something like getting a coffee and like a sandwich or something and he was behind someone in line and this person in front of him just pulls out a bag of like quarters and dimes and just change and like pays with that and he's just like sitting behind them in agony like just pay with your card. Right. Yeah, just pay, pay with your card. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, I'll, it's... <sighs> There's a line, you know, because I mean, I mean, no matter what amount of cash you pay with, someone's got to count it. But, but I mean, that's obvious. It's just you cannot, and you're exploiting that. Uh, there was one time, uh, my grandma was taking a flight back home. Uh, this was like during COVID or something. I can't remember, but she was taking a flight back home, and she was gonna pay with cash for something can't remember what it was uh but the airport said that they're not taking cash and then she had to go to like this little store by the at the, at the inside the airport and get a visa card which was more than the um, that cost more than the amount that she needed to pay so that way she could do a thing i can't remember what it was so basically it's like something that she needed it was only like i don't know five ten bucks I don't know, it wasn't that expensive, and then she had to go somewhere else and spend, like, double that, or three times as much as that, so say 20 or 30 bucks, maybe, so that way she could spend the $10 she needed, and then have that card that she would never use again. Uh, airport legally cannot do that, no business can, but their excuse was, oh, yeah, handling money, spread COVID that way, shut up. <laughs> Wear gloves and care. a mask. There you go. Wear gloves and a mask. You know, like, I mean, there's plenty, like, with that logic, what, are you gonna just not gonna ever touch a doorknob during COVID? I'd be, newsflash, that... it's, <laughs> it's still going around, but, Is like, that card also not contaminated? Yeah, how about that card? Like, it's an excuse. How about the check that she just wrote on with the pen that she just touched? Like, it's, it's stupid. Like that, that literally was just a, a, a garbage excuse. Yeah, it doesn't but make any sense because everything is contaminated. It. It's an airborne virus. It's not airborne. COVID's not I mean, airborne. It can be. No, 
No, it can't be. It's it's spread through like physical touch or droplets. It's not airborne. If it was airborne, everyone would be infected. Well, like or if everyone sneezes or coughs it. or something, you know. Yeah, that's not airborne. That's not the same as airborne. It can travel through the air. Yeah, every disease can. That doesn't make it airborne. Whatever. Air airborne is when it stays in the air and the air itself is contaminated. That it isn't that's not the same. You know what I was trying to say. Well, yeah, I know what you were trying to say, but I don't think you knew what you were trying to say. Probably not. Do I ever? I sometimes, not now. Yeah. Little, little goofball. I work in a hospital now. I know this stuff. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you <laughs> clean toilets. That's not true. I fold laundry. <laughs> and I clean toilets. I love that I mean. story you told me earlier about the babies. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I was cleaning the uh, the OB earlier uh, with someone. Uh, or uh, I think it was... I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, to be honest, anymore, because I was there today and yesterday. But, the you know, they have the nursery in the hospital where all the newborn baboos are, are born and, like, I don't want to say stored. Stored. Where, where, they're, where they're staying. And I, and I had to go in there and clean it because OB doesn't really get a whole lot of housekeeping attention. And I went in there. I was just going to sweep, you know, pick up the trash, just light cleaning because there were a bunch of babies in there and the pediatrician was doing stuff. Uh, but I dropped my broom at some point. They were all asleep, and I was terrified of waking them up because if I woke them up, they would scream and cry. That was my mindset. But I dropped my broom, and I woke them all up. To my surprise, none of them started screaming and crying, but it was worse because all of those babies, like, looked at me, and they were like, whoa, like, is what their faces looked like. And they literally, like, like a that that paranoia that people have of, like, a portrait where their eyes, like, follow you. That's basically what the babies were doing to me. They were just <laughs> they were just watching me. It was weird. Stop it, stop it, please. They weren't they weren't like and they were they were like cute, but it was just so bizarre because like it's not at all what I expected. I was I was just waiting for them to just cause chaos, but they were just like, whoa. You would have rather had them scream and cry. I mean, it it would have met my expectations. I mean, it would have sucked either way. You know, if they, it would have sucked if they did, but I'm glad they were quiet, but I'm just like, don't look at me. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, then there was, there was another story I had. I can't remember what it was, though, but I've had some, I've had some interesting occurrences already in there. Luckily, I haven't seen the things that some people have told me about, and since I'm no longer doing housekeeping, because they're at least not officially, like, I mean, I probably will here or there in the future, but, you know, I'm going to be in laundry, so I'm going to have far less chances to experience some of the things that other people have experienced. There's right. one There's one story that Cade, you know, told me, but I don't really want to say it on the podcast, because it's kind of... Look, it's natural, but it, and it's a story about OB, you know, with the the baby, the baby zone is what I call it. Uh, but it's like gross to think about and talk about and definitely to see it or hear it or just know about it. Really, it's just it's well, just gross. 
Well, if Cade ever joins us for another episode, he can tell that story. Maybe. I mean, I can tell the story. I know it. It's like ingrained into my... You know what? Screw it. I'll tell it. Uh, again, completely natural thing. Uh, basically, Cade was telling me at one point, he was when he was cleaning, when he was housekeeping, he was walking down OB, and I can't remember what room it was, like the operating room or something like that. I don't know. Somewhere in OB. It doesn't matter. Uh, when he was passing a room, he saw a woman wrestling basically wrestling with her placenta trying to shove it into a jar or something like that what what yeah yeah which is which is weird because if you've ever seen a placenta it's uh, like it looks important <laughs> like it looks like it's a, it looks like the kind of organ that belongs to, that should be put back into your body and and well. th- the more disturbing thing is like she was handling it like it was normal uh which (laughs) i mean chances are she's probably had more than one kid go figure but i don't i mean i'm not a woman and i obviously haven't even had one kid but i don't i find it hard to believe that it ever becomes normal to just play with a placenta it's just for lack of better words (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, so, Cade saw that, and that was, like, when he started at the hospital, I believe. Cade, if you're listening to this and you didn't want me to share this story, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Uh, luckily, I won't ever. I, I don't think I'll have to experience anything like that anytime soon. Let's hope. Yeah, there were some other, there were some other things, but I can't remember exactly what they were. Um, I do have a really gross thing that happened, sort of, but it's really, like, it's, it's nothing compared to that. Right. Uh, it was just one instance of me cleaning a bathroom, and, you know, just, it's just, you know, bathrooms are pretty straightforward. When bathrooms are gross, they're straightforward. You could probably guess, but I'm gonna well. leave it to imaginations. Yeah, I think that about uh, covers it for our small talk and whatnot. So let's get into our our topic for today. We have a Star Wars topic for everyone out there. And this was actually just a conversation that me and Gage had. So I'll let you be with it since you uh, started the conversation when we uh, had it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, one of the many writing flaws in Star Wars, because I point those out a lot, but there was a meme I saw initially excuse me and it made me think about it it was like a meme conversation between anakin and uh obi-wan or something like that and b- basically it was like a, a, an attack of the clones when they were in the coliseum and jango fett is standing beside dooku you know this is obviously after obi-wan had met and fought jango fett and the conversation and the meme was kind of like that guy up there, you know, he's the host for the clones and he works for the bad guys. And the conclusion was like, so the clone army can't be trusted. And then it did like the, the star Wars credits thing. But that makes a ton of sense because Django Fett's a bounty hunter. He's basically responsible for the clone army and he is working for the people that are your enemy and the people that have pretty much just freely admitted to being your enemy, obviously. Like, they're... That all is straightforward. But I don't understand... Or, well, I do understand, because George Lucas isn't a great writer. But Obi-Wan would have known that. 
he would have pieced that together. This is the host of the clones. He works for the bad guys. So clearly someone paid him to be the be the the host. And at the very least, even if it wasn't Dooku, you would have no reason to assume that it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if like he was specifically chosen by anyone, but it was Master Sifo-Dyas who initially paid for the clone army and initiated it. No, Sifo-Dyas, Sifo-Dyas commissioned it and maybe paid for it, but in the comics, Dooku hired Jango Fett to be the host because he heard about Jango Fett's reputation and whatnot, and, you know, he was a competent fighter and whatnot. So he chose Jango Fett to be the host and paid Jango Fett for that well, and assassination of whatever people. Well, Dooku wasn't always a bad guy. So maybe when he was a good guy, he paid that bounty hunter to do it. In the comics, that was after he had already turned away from the Jedi Order. Okay. And I, may I also say that Jedi don't associate with bounty hunters, usually. True, true. <clears throat> That's not really a light side of the force kind of thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't, like, because they were programmed to be turned from the beginning, so yeah, they look, couldn't be trusted. But look, again, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was, like, you know, even if it was sifo DS, like, there's still, like, you have the host of the clones working for the bad guys. There's that that is enough to at least draw questions, which it never did. Yeah, and it definitely should have. Because, you know, Order 66 is a, you know, perfect ex- explanation of the clones could not be trusted which, from the beginning. Which, like, the story, the, the story is what the story is what it is. But the thing is, is like why I that like bothers me is for a story to be I at least the way I see it, for a story to be good, it has to be believable and it has to be feasible in that fiction, right? right. Like that is that is such a like because you you have these highly intelligent people. Obi Wan is extremely intelligent, you know, like he's not an idiot, and everyone would with a brain would would see what I pointed out. At least I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, something I really ever thought of because, you know, they were obviously, like, they were programmed to betray their public from the beginning. Yeah. So. Now, to extend an olive branch, here's a bit of a story that does make sense because this is, I mean, this isn't original to Star Wars, but that whole thing with Anakin having dreams about Padme dying, and then he basically went out of his way to try and advert that. That is a very feasible part of story because that's what most people would be inclined to do if they could see the future and saw something like that. They would try to avoid it only to be the very reason that it came true. That's right. just how it works. Like that happens in many fictions. That That's completely feasible. That is by no means a sympathetic uh, boast to Anakin though. Uh, I will forever stand by Anakin turned into a selfish piece of crap. But obviously, that's that's not the point uh, of of this topic right now, at least. Uh, but that like that whole meme, you know, and I I didn't get into any arguments this time. I want to clarify, like I didn't even bother commenting on this on that meme. I didn't 
I didn't say anything because uh, just about any Star Wars, like if you go on the internet, you comment one thing even slightly negative about Star Wars, then they they don't have discussions with you. They just insult you. And I kind of had one of those uh, yesterday, actually. I didn't read the last comment that was replied, you know, to me. But there was like a, I don't know, something about clones. And uh, I basically said that the clone troopers and the stormtroopers are not like, I said they're not, they're not different, you know. In principle, they're the same thing. Uh, and some, some dude pretty much said, he's like, oh, well, no, the difference is stormtroopers are like actual people. The clones are, you know, clones, you know, like not all stormtroopers are the same underneath the helmet. I'm like, well, yeah, but for one, the first generation of stormtroopers were the clones until the emperor decommissioned them, you know, got rid of all the clones. That's why you see basically homeless veteran clones. You know, like in some of the comics, and even in Kenobi, there's there is a homeless veteran clone. Uh, because the clones were decommissioned, but they were stormtroopers. Uh, at least for a while, and ultimately, in principle, the stormtroopers are the exact same thing. It is a mass army of grunts. And that's what the clones were. Expendable uh, units of yeah, except- military. I mean, I think the clones were actually better. I don't really remember why the Emperor decommissioned the clones, but I'm pretty sure the clones were actually far more effective than stormtroopers. The only problem is, like, actual human beings are more readily accessible than clones, I think. But Well, yeah, because it takes a long time for clones to, you know, become usable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, gotta grow and stuff but yeah you gotta grow them but also it costs money to do that as well yeah and the other flip side of that uh on that same post the way it started it was a thing about darth maul and i i don't really the context of it's a little lost on me but basically there was like a thing saying basically it summarized maul is darth maul is misunderstood um and so I commented, I'm like, no, Darth Maul's goals are pretty straightforward. Like, he is a very straightforward guy. It is it is hate and power. Like, those are his things, you know. That's what he wants. He He's fueled by hate, and he wants power and vengeance, you know, whatever, against Obi-Wan. I'm like, there is absolutely no agenda underneath what people think is his agenda. Everything they think about him is correct, basically. Um, and Darth Maul would pretty much admit that, but justify it in his own way. But that's not misunderstanding. That's just perspective. Uh, right. I'm like, it's like, well, are you going to try to convince me that Darth Maul's not evil? And and they did do that, actually, because uh, they brought up like everyone in Star Wars feels the need to justify the bad guys or in general. Uh, and they brought up Darth Maul's past, which... I'll admit, Darth Maul, from when he was a little kid, like, you know, and all the way to you see him in, like, the the Phantom Menace, had an awful life. It was pain and torture and just, like, awful, awful instances every single day of his life. Um, basically, uh, for one, one light example, he was kept basically in a metal closet on Mustafar 
and had no interactions with anything other than a training droid and Palpatine. And the droid basically abused him until he kind of became friends with the droid. The droid broke his arm, but he didn't want to say anything because then Palpatine would have just tortured him for getting his arm broken. And then when Palpatine found out, he said, oh, we got to break your arm again since it didn't heal right. So he broke his arm again, let it heal, and then tortured him more. You know? Like, that's a small capsulation of his life, you know? However, Darth Maul is a grown-ass man in The Phantom Menace and everything else. Just because he had an awful history does not make him good or even slightly good or it's not his fault, you know? It's right. another another one of those rants where people sympathize with the bad guys. Like, Darth Maul killed the woman that Obi-Wan loved for no other reason than he wanted to cause Obi-Wan pain. Killed someone who did absolutely nothing wrong to him to hurt someone else. That is not a good thing to do. Um, and I will never, ever be convinced otherwise. And I don't understand why people always just ignore those things. Right. I mean... It's it's very clear, like from the beginning, that Mole is, you know, not a good guy, and there should be no like. I don't really think there's any sympathy to be had with any villain of Star Wars whatsoever. I think really what the problem is, uh, <clears throat> most Star Wars fans really don't know anything. Like, uh, okay. This is definitely going to be a generalization, but honestly, from everything I've seen, most Star Wars fans don't actually know anything about good story writing. Uh, at least, like, the, the, you know, nerds, nerds will have, like, many areas of interest, you know, like me. I have many, many areas of interest. But then there's always, like, one, the one thing that they love the most. And the people that choose Star Wars as their one thing they love the most, they don't know anything about actually like good story writing or philosophy for that matter because uh, well look you're you know i don't think that i mean i think you like star wars but you're not a diehard fan of it like you're not like you know what i'm talking about like you don't invest you haven't invested your life into star wars necessarily uh, it's it's probably been around you your whole life, as it has mine. You've probably liked it your whole life, pretty much, uh, as I have, you know. I like Star Wars, but I'm not a fan of it, you know. Uh, that's the way I would phrase it for myself. I can't speak for you, but the diehard Star Wars fans, they just, they think that Star Wars is the peak of creativity and the best thing to have ever been made. I have a side topic about that, actually. But... Because you, you think that just because there's these bad guys that have had awful pasts, you know, like Darth Vader is the primary example where they say, well, he was just so desperately trying to do the right thing and made some wrong choices. He's inherently a good guy deep, deep down. Um, maybe very, 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 very deep down. There's a little bit of good in him. That's what Anakin, that's what Luke saw, right? But Luke didn't sympathize with Darth Vader you know, and Luke knew everything that Darth Vader had done. Like he learned it in the comics and whatnot. You don't see it on film, but he knows. He did not sympathize with Darth Vader or excuse any of the awful sins he had committed. What Luke wanted was for him to repent and come back to the to the light, 
similar to well i'm not gonna actually go that far uh scratch that sentence i was starting but people want to excuse it and there just isn't darth vader killed kids he killed innocent unarmed people hundreds of thousands of people you know throughout the course of the empire he committed mass genocide and this is after padme died nothing i what do you feel bad for hitler <laughs> like that's into art school man you gotta feel for him like that that is that's pretty much how i view it like th there really isn't much difference because like the empire was based off of nazi germany for one stormtroopers those were a thing in nazi germany uh i i sympathizing with darth vader in my opinion is really not that different from sympathizing in for hitler which they don't draw that conclusion because darth vader is a fictional guy and actually does have a tragic past but like i mean i don't know i it just boils me to the bone like doing evil things you know because you're hurt does not excuse it or make it good it doesn't make you secretly good it just means that you projected your pain to the world uh and that's what darth vader did there's no yeah. you can't excuse it you can understand it i mean you know the desperation to try and like save someone you love to where you like commit heinous acts like sure but that doesn't that's not that it doesn't make it doesn't make it good you know and then you like see those posts where like darth vader is at fucking uh padme's grave it's like yeah. it's like he's just a broken guy that lost the woman he loves like no well i mean he certainly is a broken guy who lost the woman he loves but newsflash it was his fault it was completely his fault like no you're not are you not seeing that it is his fault no and, he was just manipulated by the emperor man and darth vader knows that darth vader would agree with me you know there's a reason darth vader ch has chosen to keep living it's because he lives in pain because he's punishing himself he deserves it in his mind and he does because he's an evil scumbag yeah I, I saw this post um, about Darth Vader and like uh, it was completely just I don't know if it was satire. I feel like it is. I feel like a lot of the posts I see about Star Wars are satire, but it was like a post saying that the suit he wears wasn't designed to cause him immense pain 24 seven. And I'm just like, yeah, that's exactly what it's designed for to keep Vader in constant pain and fuel his hate. Well, there were there were two things about it. <clears throat> For one, his suit was designed to restrict him, uh, which was Palpatine's doing, so that way Darth Vader could never overthrow him. Which, like, yeah, that that much is true. Uh, Darth Vader had the opportunity to upgrade his suit enough so it wouldn't cause him constant pain all the time, because it, his suit does that; it causes him pain nonstop. Uh, but he chose not to. Because that pain, A, fueled his power, and B, punishes him for what he's done. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, there's two points to that, and both of those are true. Uh, and 
I, I, I'm more inclined to believe that Darth Vader does it to to punish himself because like no amount of power is ever gonna reverse what he's done, and he and he learned that eventually and continued to just live the way he lives. I also think that, uh, not think, but I know that uh, he could not survive a prolonged, like, super prolonged period of time outside of his suit without, like, using the Force to, like, a degree that would almost kill him. Well, uh, I wouldn't even say super prolonged. If If Darth Vader were to spend about, like, an hour or two outside of his helmet or his his like weird dome chamber he would die uh because his lungs are so badly screwed like i mean the guy the guy is a machine you know mm-hmm. uh um hmm? i i saw this comic i don't know how long but his mask was like damaged in a battle and i'm pretty sure he was like still alive for quite a while actually well i mean maybe and i think like to a certain extent you could I mean, you could quantify that as like adrenaline strength you know uh where he's basically willing himself not to die based off of whatever he's deriving his power from in this pro- primarily hate um uh, you know which i mean that and that's feasible he can do that but if if that like thing on his chest bus or there is i mean but if either way if he's out of that helmet long enough you know or he's not getting the air from the suit for long enough or his chamber for long enough he will die you know yeah unless he's in a back tank well yeah but either way then i mean he's still on some form of life support like what he can't survive without life support uh but according to comics it's 10 minutes. According to comics, it's 10 minutes without his suit, full, his full suit. I don't know if I believe that necessarily. If it's, I mean, that's a really, really small amount of time. But yeah. I, there's another problem with Star Wars. You will never know unless George Lucas makes something up because he's really good at doing that, just making things up, and then that gets considered canon. Or, well, in this case, Disney, since they own it now. But, uh... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't even I don't even try to really look into that. The only thing that I actually find truly cool now about Star Wars is some of the extended lore, like with uh, Darth Bane and whatnot. You know, the the old 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 stuff from like you know the old Republic the old and whatnot. Like that's the, that's the only that's the only stuff that I find really cool now. Um, and well, and I find Darth Vader cool. Like I, Darth Vader is my favorite bad guy my favorite sith lord in star wars because darth vader is cool but he's evil you know uh that's another thing that people have thrown in my face you know because i because i claim to be a fan of darth vader or i don't claim to be but i i boast a lot about darth vader and i back up his his like because it's awesome like he's cool you know and he's not like stupidly overpowered but like He's very, very, very powerful, you know, uh, and I guess people seem to think that acknowledging his strength and thinking he's cool means that I should sympathize with him, which oh. is patently untrue. Those are two completely different lines of thinking. 
right. I'm, I don't know, man. It's in one of the is just stupid. Nowadays. In one of the in one of those same conversations, though, I'm gonna go and get this off my chest. I I can't remember if I said this on the podcast already. I feel like I would have, but I'm pretty sure I just told you. But in one of those same arguments with about. Uh, Star Wars, and I and I made that claim. I said George Lucas is an amateur writer because he is. Like, there's a long history to prove that. You know, he was making it up as he went along. He started something cool, and then he just won it. Um, and this dude who I basically labeled him and everyone else like him as a George Lucas worshiper. You know, the George Lucas cult. Uh, it's the people that think that. Star Wars is the greatest thing to have ever been made throughout the history of film or fiction. Um, and he pretty much just was insulting me and arguing and going off like a child trying to like, you know, name one fiction that's better than, than Star Wars. Go on. Oh, I'll wait. Star Wars, you know? Yeah. And I basically said, and you know, just, I, I can't quote everything he said. I ended up blocking this guy. Because he just would not stop, even after I had like left the conversation, he started DMing me. But uh, I said, "Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien. He invented the race of dwarves. They didn't exist in fictions before that. He basically is the reason why D and D was invented. Gary Gygax made Dungeons and Dragons, so you could basically play Lord of the Rings. J.R.R. Tolkien invented the sword and sorcery genre, not fantasy." but sword and sorcery. Uh, he created numerous languages. I'm like, there are so many fictions today that would not exist without Lord of the Rings. You know, uh, I would even probably say that Star Wars might be one of those. Uh, not necessarily to the same extent, you know, much less Star Wars and more so like other things. Um, and, and I, I, I pretty much laid all that out and he's like, you know, Oh, this is really bold of you to assume all that. It's, it's not an assumption. <laughs> Look into the history. Gary guy, you know, the, all, people have admitted this stuff, you know, read any book before Lord of the Rings and try to find dwarves as a fictional race other than maybe Norse mythology. Uh, right. <clears throat> try to find uh, orcs actually. J.R.R. Tolkien also invented orcs. A lot of people think it's a World of Warcraft thing. It's not. J.R.R. Tolkien invented orcs. Orcs orcs were not a concept. Or maybe I'm getting confused. Maybe he didn't invent dwarves, but he did invent orcs. Uh, because those aren't in any mythology or any reference anywhere throughout the history of mankind. And it's because it, it started with Tolkien. Um, and then there was also a point of... Uh, what was it? I, I think he was. Uh, I think whenever he said that uh, Star Wars is like the greatest thing ever made, like at a point, I can't remember, but I said Lord of the Rings and he's like, you know, Star Wars has existed way before Lord of the Rings. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. The movies did. <laughs> Have you ever you, you know, Lord of the Rings is a book, right? I was written. I was written. Uh, when was it written? Actually, let's find out. I don't yeah, actually remember see. here when um 1954 right right I guess he was only talking about movies that might have been a misunderstanding but he made that claim that Star Wars has been around longer than Lord of the Rings I'm like it absolutely has not the movies have been the movie I mean aside from the prequels the original movies were made before the Lord of the Rings movies but 
Like that's the, the, not that's not the point. Like the first Star Wars book or comic was in 1977. So yeah, a long time, um, like over 30 years of before Star Wars was around. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I think the Hobbit. Wait, was the Hobbit? It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep going on that. Like, when was it written? Trail. Uh, anyway, that was just a little side thing because I mentioned it earlier. People think that Star Wars is the greatest thing to ever exist. Um, and you know, I guess I mean, if you like Star Wars more than Lord of the Rings, that's one thing. But I mean, there's a whole lot of underlying things. Lord of the Rings has done significantly more for modern and pop culture than Star Wars has. I think the uh, only this three things wrong with Star Wars, and. Real quick. In order. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. Just another really quick thing. You want to know a sci-fi that's actually been around longer than Star Wars and doesn't get the attention that it deserves, but Star Wars has still leached many things from it? Dune. Um, Dune, okay. I was going to say, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, are you thinking of another fiction? Another sci-fi yes. fiction? Yes. Warhammer 40k? No. What are you? Oh, what is of? it? Now I'm curious. Alien? No, it wouldn't be alien. No. Science is fiction it... theater? Huh? Science fiction theater? What are you what are you talking about? Is that a what? Are you are you thinking of mystery yeah. science theater? Maybe. Okay, are are you talking about a movie or like No, science I, fiction theater. Okay, yeah. It was in 1955. What the heck is science fiction theater? I don't know what you're referring to. Science fiction theater. Oh, this really old show. Okay. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. I remember watching this way back when. Uh, let's see. Stories with pseudoscientific emphasis uh, based on actual scientific data available during the 1950s. Hmm. Neat. Oh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Star Wars isn't sci-fi, but... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's what it claims to be, even though it's not. Well, I don't think it actually claims to be, but, like, streaming services will be like, you know, when they have, like, a sci-fi section, they'll put Star Wars there. Uh, but I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone to to like to my face say that star wars is sci-fi and if they do i mean i mean that's one of the few things i mean probably not with star wars fans i've never tried uh but i pretty much like ended up it came out like a couple times with people and i'd say star wars is, is not actually sci-fi it's fantasy in a sci-fi setting uh right because there is absolutely nothing in uh star wars that is scientifically quantifiable you know i mean people have done it like they i mean they've made theories you know which they've kind of made it sci-fi but that's all just fan speculation like if you want if you want like a really good example of sci-fi even though people don't really think about it in fahrenheit 451 that's like in the 50s it takes place in the 50s or something like that you know 
uh, way before modern age, basically. But in that book, they have flat screen TVs and super highways, basically. It is a, a very futuristic story, uh, but in like their modern time. That is sci-fi. Things that aren't real, but could be feasibly. I mean, like, I feel like as we progress with science and everything, things in Star Wars, not like everything, but things in Star Wars could be classified as science fiction, like today, as we like further progress, like, you know, okay. hyper travel well, or like lightsabers, uh, like... Let me explain it. Let me explain it to you like this. Okay. So Jedi are basically the wizards of Star Wars and the force is their sense of magic. Yeah. Uh, so like in the wheel of time, there is uh, the one power. Okay. Now, I mean, in, in the wheel of power, only women can use it without, you know, killing themselves basically. Uh, but Jedi are wizards and the force is their form of magic. Not everyone can use that magic. You know, but everyone pretty much knows it exists. Um, like that, that would be a classification of it because there is nothing to scientifically quantify the force. There is absolutely nothing. Um, that alone, I would say, pretty much makes it a fantasy. Um, but the way you know lightsabers work, you know, with a, a again, uh, the lightsabers are basically to boil it down, are powered by the Force. It's a magic sword. Uh, like, there's... You can't you can't really get away from that. Although, when we did the magic weapons thing, I said that lightsabers don't really count as magic weapons. They are a magic weapon in Star Wars, but, like, that's not the same as a legendary weapon, is pretty much... That's probably the way we should have phrased it, as legendary weapons. Um, yeah. Because, I mean... Lightsabers are actually a very well, at least in the periods of time with the Republic and the and the Empire, uh, lightsabers are are a common thing. You know, it's just common to a few. Um, like there were ten thousand Jedi, and he, they could carry up to two, basically. So, right. I mean, that's, so, that's uh, not important. But back to what I was saying, that there, I boiled down Star Wars like problems to like three at the least things wrong with it uh one being the, the sequels just bad shouldn't have been made uh two the writing it's sloppy and like you said amateur and uh three the fandom okay well, yeah, I mean that's pretty accurate. The the sequels shouldn't exist and the primary the, the really the main reason I hate them is it's pretty much like Disney, and like this is not George Lucas's fault. I will say this is this is a time for me to hate on Disney for what they did to Star Wars. It's basically Disney saying we can do a New Hope but better, uh, like The Force Awakens. It is pretty much a New Hope. That if you really look at it, starts off getting attacked, send a droid out with a message. It gets to some random desert rat you know <laughs> which i mean no hating on luke i love luke but he was a desert rat so was ray and then someone else comes along they go on this adventure to try and find someone and then they get wrapped up in the resistance and then they fight the the empire or in the force awakens case the first order 
it is a new hope reskinned right uh but worse um and then the last like the last jedi was just atrocious i don't even know where to, where to begin with that other than how they massacred luke skywalker um and then well the the rise of skywalker was cool to watch but it also it, it was cool to watch but it wasn't good like as far as how star wars is supposed to work you know with what little there is to work with um yeah i think the only part that i actually like about um the last jedi is that planet with assault just the, the the actual like cgi they did with the red and all that was really cool to watch well yeah it's like it's like i mean all of them is even the last jedi like they're they're visibly stunning movies. They look great, but they, yeah. they're not. They're not good. Um, even and it was just on the Luke Skywalker thing, how they massacred him, and I I hate this. In season two of the Mandalorian, they they did the same thing. They just like dogged him, you know, when he when he the Mandalorian shows up and gives Grogu the little Beskar vest. And Luke basically says, you have to choose, you know, if you choose the vest, you, you can go back to the Mandalorian, but you, you can't ever come back. You can't be a Jedi. If you choose to be a Jedi, you have to forego all attachments because of this. Basically, the standard Jedi code. Like, that, that is not at all what Luke would believe. Not even close. Be Luke had attachments. You know? Like, he, uh, he, he bailed on his training to save his friends, you know? And he, lo and he loved his father and tried to save his father even though everyone told him that he was an evil scumbag that needed to die. He was an evil scumbag, but he didn't need to die. Uh, is basically how it is. I'm not as pure of heart as Luke Skywalker, so, I mean, I would probably would have said the same thing. But, right. like, you're, you are really confusing the morality of Luke Skywalker here because Luke Skywalker is a Jedi... But he is not a a by the book Jedi. He's not the same, you know, because Luke has something called force intuition, right? This is this is a fan thing. This is something that like my dad and I have talked about. Every Jedi kind of has like a a, a force thing, you know. Mace Windu is something you would classify as force muscle, you know. He's really strong in the force, you know. Uh, just like with. Uh, physical power, you know, pushing and whatnot. You know, he, he uses it to beef him up, you know. Uh, and then you have someone like Yoda who uses it in more subtle conventions. Uh, Luke has force intuition, meaning Luke knows what the right thing to do is, and he's going to do it, and he's going to succeed no matter what odds are against him or how many people tell him he's wrong. Luke just knows the right thing to do. Uh, like, how he, uh, when he, when he left Dagobah to go to, uh, what's it? Sky city, cloud city. Yeah. Uh, to, to save Han and whatnot, even though Yoda told him like he can't, and there would be doom. I mean, he lost a hand, but he succeeded, you know? Uh, and it turned out for the better ultimately, you know, in the, in the, in the scheme, Luke just knows what to do. And at no point, obviously did his force intuition tell him 
that he needs to just stick to the very strict, narrow-minded Jedi code of not having attachments. He had attachments. That's how he won. That's how he basically beat Darth Vader to pulp, you know? When he was trying to turn Luke to the dark side, he threatened Leia. And then Luke basically killed him. <laughs> Almost. Pretty much. Uh, I have another side tangent about that, actually, that people like to use, like, as a feminist argument for Leia. Uh, I'll make this one quick. But basically, people have tried to say, because, like, Leia's a force user. Like, Leia was never swayed by the dark side, but Luke was, you know, like basically trying to dog Luke and uh, pump up Leia. I'm like, yeah, you want to know why Leia was never swayed by the dark side? It's because the last person who even insinuated that they might try, Luke beat them to, to pulp, and that was Darth Vader <laughs> at that well, moment. <laughs> so in, I don't remember which movie it was, but it was when they were talking, when... Leia was talking to Ray about her training or whatever. She felt it was, something. It was, and that's why well, she stopped her training. That's not the same. What 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 happened, right? So it, it that was in the last Jedi and she was saying that she decided to not pursue the path of a Jedi or even a Force user because she had like a, a I guess a vision that if she did, then everyone she loved would basically die and be punished. It's kind of like the same thing that Luke supposedly had involving Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens and whatnot. Um, like, that's not the same as being swayed by the dark side at all. Uh, Luke was swayed by the dark side because he was trying to protect Leia. You know, he, he drew from that a little bit. But the idea of saying that Leia is more pure of heart because she never was swayed it, because of who she is, like, that's not true. No one ever got the chance to try <laughs> because because Luke was there. Um. Anyway, that, that was a little that was a little side funny thing that I that my dad told me at one point. Oh no! Yeah. I I Luke Skywalker I love equally as much as well. I wouldn't say equally as much. I like Luke Skywalker more because I I root for the good guys. I, you know. I'm a bit. I'm a big fan of of hero heroism. You know. Agreed. Um, hmm. Oh, agreed. Is what he said. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, jeez. That was that was a bit. Do you have anything else to add? I kind of like abducted the spotlight. Um, I had something in mind, but uh, I had to take care of something on my end real fast, and I kind of lost it. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I. There was. I'm trying to get my license because it expires this month. Try to make an appointment real fast online because there was an opening uh, in like a week or two. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Star Wars just, I mean, there's just absolutely no consistency with it. There, there was a little bit more whenever George Lucas was involved. A tiny bit more. Um, I, but... I remember what I was going to say now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so, like, one thing that I, I remember watching um, most, if not all, of the sequels in theaters with you, like, during high school time. But I remember we were we were both, like, nerding out in some scenes, like, when they were doing callbacks, like, when Luke lifted the TIE, not TIE fighter, X-Wing out of the, uh, out of the sea, we were just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there were, there was, I mean, I'm not going to deny it, there were some cool callbacks in the, in the sequels, but... 
the ultimate plot of how they did it and basically the philosophy behind why like what the movies are like it's it's terrible but yeah, yeah luke, like luke lifting the x-wing out of the out of the the lake like that was dope uh and whatnot but everything else i mean it's like it's just it's just dumb yeah i I, I feel like they really tried to like i wish they would just do star wars in a pg-13 or r setting and not make it for kids i would love to see an r-rated star wars movie to be honest with you honestly if they if they make any star wars movies about the extended lore like with malgus and revan and uh uh who's the one wraith nihilus Uh, yeah nihilus nihilus is cool if they made uh, like a star wars movie based on any of those honestly if you're gonna do it right it has to be rated r because they're brutal i'm i'm pretty sure episode three is the only pg-13 star wars see even like even rogue one all right there's a bit with rogue one it's my favorite bit in rogue one it's at the end when darth vader is going through that ship uh when you know when they like take the planes for the death star if you actually saw what was like actively happening to the bodies the rebels in that hallway it would be rated r there's a bit right in there when he's like going through he basically force lifts someone to the ceiling and cuts him in half you just don't see it you see him go to the ceiling and you see his lightsaber swipe up that guy was cut in half i guarantee it uh that if you saw him in half it would be rated r (laughs) you know my mistake so episode three and all the sequels plus rogue one are all pg-13 oh what a wait hang on say that again so the Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker are all PG thirteen. Oh, are they? Yeah. I think that might have. I think that might just have to do with the language, though. Probably language, and also like times have changed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's also true. Uh, no, I think I think a, I think an R rated uh, or uh star wars movie would be cool and that's another thing with disney and that's probably why it'll never happen because like in the comics and whatnot this is this is a little side tangent this is like marvel uh an, an r-rated dare, daredevil movie or show is what i really want more than anything and that would make so much sense you know and it would be good because i mean it's it's daredevil he doesn't kill but he brutalizes and he's kind of a womanizer like yeah i mean the only thing r-rated disney has ever made is probably deadpool yeah well i don't think disney made that i think that was before disney owned it no because disney owned daredevil uh no no yeah they not they daredevil, own, uh, they, deadpool well i mean they own it now well, the reason why there weren't more X-Men, it was said in the movie, because the studio couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford to pay Fox for more X-Men, because Fox owns the rest of the X-Men, but well, Disney owns I mean, owns that's not that's Deadpool not entirely and... true. It's just, it just says they can't afford it. You, like, you'd have to pay the actors, and you have to pay them more based on their status. Like, if you wanted Hugh Jackman in it, you would have to pay a lot of money to get him in it, you know? When there. did Disney 
by Marvel. 2000. Oh, really? 2009? Yeah, Disney has owned Marvel for a long time, buddy. Okay, well, I guess you're right. Never mind then. Damn, I didn't know. I didn't realize. So, like, right after Iron Man. That's interesting. Yeah, Iron Man 1 was 2008. Yeah. So like the, so Marvel made like Iron Man and Disney's like we want it. Yeah. Um they did a and that's a case. Disney did really good with Marvel for a long time and now it's garbage. Plummeted when they started making TV sh- not TV shows but uh Scarlet Witch. It's uh, not Scarlet Witch. Uh Black Widow. <laughs> well, <clears throat> honestly, I would kind of I mean this wasn't the worst, but I would say it started with Thor Ragnarok. I actually really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok was a cool movie, and I liked it, but that was the start of it when they pretty much made Thor like a, a goober, you know. Korg? Uh, I love Korg. Like, like, that, like that, was, that was the line where it's... That was the line where it began, but I wouldn't say that it's like like that was the number one like you know uh i i think i think black well no when was i don't know i don't i don't care but once it kind of got to well actually i would say probably like infinity after after endgame it just plummeted i wouldn't even say after endgame because like well it's like well no not even then because it kind of makes the people like really bag on the whole like Bruce Banner and the Hulk's body thing, and reasonably so because it's stupid now, like how they've done it, and especially with like She Hulk and all the political crap in it. Well, but, I, I uh, like that they like actually introduced Professor Hulk into the Mar- MCU. Well, right, but they're they're not doing it right, you know, because they're not. And but... Professor Hulk, like in the comics, he still did Hulk things. Like he, f- like he, he wasn't just some weird little nerd in the Hulk's body and acted like a weird little nerd. Like he would still, he would throw down the way the Hulk did. Uh, he was just smart. He could still do science, you know. Um, but uh, I, jeez, what was I even saying before that happened? Little this little. We were tidbit. talking about the downfall of Marvel. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much I would say, I guess really the worst of it happened after Endgame. Like, that's that's really where it went. I mean, there's other nitpicks I have about Marvel that happened way before then, like in Civil War. But that's really, that like, that's nothing to do with the quality of it. That's just, like, how, like how I would argue things, I guess. It's nitpicks, really. Um... Yeah, after Endgame, it just, like, really went... She-Hulk's by far the worst in my in my opinion like yeah. black widow wasn't that great but she hulk was just atrocious in every way um and daredevil was in it near the end they did not screw him up as bad as i thought they would but they're they're walking a very thin line uh yeah. there's a there's a bit i'm going to go ahead and say it um whenever they meet you know uh she hulk's like attacking daredevil cuz he's you know beating the crap out of someone uh and she can't lay a hand on him you know until like one point she like does something that like uh, stuns him you know i think she did like like the clap thing that the hulk did in like the old movie you know 
uh, and it it stunned him, and like that that's fine, that's whatever. Um, I I got two things to say about kind of about that. The clap thing kind of reminds me of the boys and Homelander when Homelander like slaps that guy's super hearing head. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah, that's the the spoof on on Daredevil where like Daredevil has like all of his other senses enhanced except for you know eyesight, obviously because he's blind. And then there's him where it's not that all of his senses are enhanced; it's just that his hearing is so great that he that he can hear things that aren't audible you know yeah and then he can, he can hear what color the walls are basically or hear where a solid object is which i yeah. mean i guess may i mean echolocation i guess it's a i guess it's a thing that could work but that like that's not people how daredevil have does it learned echolocation like well, when people have learned like, how to do that but like the way daredevil senses things so like the difference here and i mean this is irrelevant it's not like bashing on the boys or anything but like if there's an electric current flowing through the house he can not only kind of hear it but he can feel it you know there's a bit like in in season two or two or three two uh when they're like look he and electra are like looking for a secret door and he's kind of like kind of swaying his head around the room and whatnot and then he starts tracing his hand along the wall and he's like stops at this like weird little tree plant and he's like there electric current stops here and then the, you know she turns the thing and a door opens that's how he does it you know right he can feel it and and hear it he, he just knows things uh but you know that's just me nerding out on daredevil i love daredevil he's so cool He's my third favorite hero. He's my number one. I I think really the main reason I like him, honestly, not the main reason, but one of the like huge reasons is I think Daredevil is the only Marvel character who's actually religious, which is just interesting to me. He's a Catholic, you know, like blatantly religious. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's blatantly religious. Uh, like that's that's the thing, you know. Um. I guess, well, I guess kind of aside from Captain America, Captain America is pretty much the straightforward Christian American patriot, you know? At least he wasn't one God, man. At least he was in the comics. Yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a good reference to it. He said, there's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that talking about Thor. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, um yeah. So the, the other thing I had. Was I was actually watching Thor last night just because I, I don't know I've had which one first one oh, I love, yeah the first one was good I like the honestly people real quick small side tangent people bash the Dark World Thor the Dark World so much I liked it me too I loved that movie that's my favorite Thor movie <clears throat> anyway sorry yeah. continue you're watching the first Thor yeah and like I, the more I I like I thought about it and everything is they made Heimdall's character really underpowered. Yeah, they did. They really did. Like, Heimdall in mythology, he sees everything. He basically knows everything that's going to happen in a, like, in anything. Like, in Thor Ragnarok, or not Thor Ragnarok, in God of War uh, Ragnarok, you don't land a hit on Heimdall for the first, like, five minutes of your fight. Well, what what I'll say to that is um the the mythologies are very different uh 
between uh you know marvel norse and actual norse like like in actual norse which is pretty much what god of war pulls from like the daughter or hella is loki's daughter right um but in marvel it is odin's daughter yeah and uh, isn't or maybe Sif thor's wife and in an actual Norse mythology, Sif is Thor's wife, but in Marvel they made Jane well, I wouldn't really say it's his wife, I don't think, but Jane Foster is his love interest. Yeah, and Sif is just one of his friends, his his battle mm-hmm. buddies. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But Which like is fine. He- I mean, like a Heimdall, like in the scene where Loki freezes Heimdall, that would never happen to Heimdall. Not in any sense. Not actual Heimdall. Yeah. You see, Heimdall in uh, in and both of them are still very different because Heimdall in like uh, God of War Ragnarok, he just has he just has the power of foresight, you know. So he knows what move you're gonna make before you make it, or even probably before you know you're gonna make it. But Heimdall in in, in Marvel can peer through the galaxy and see what someone's doing thousands or even millions of light years away. Right. Uh, like that's, that's a completely different like power scheme. Uh, mm-hmm. And I noticed a huge writing flaw in oversight in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, what is it? Um, after watching Thor in the first one. What? So Heimdall's sword wasn't the only thing that could open the Bifrost. Odin's staff could open the Bifrost. Yeah, but Hela was hellbent on getting the sword to open the Bifrost when she had the staff. Hmm. Yeah, that is a good oversight. That is a pretty solid oversight. I mean, okay, I, I really hate to be the one to do this because I hate it when you do it to me, but to play devil's advocate here, there is a possibility that the only reason that staff opened the Bifrost was because of Odin. And Odin is gone at that point. Well, yeah, um, but if it was just because of Odin, he wouldn't need anything to open the Bifrost. But but there is nothing... Well, I mean, it's like, it's like the tool he used to use that ability, basically. Because in Infinity War, Heimdall basically... I guess you could say manifested the Bifrost to send the Hulk to Earth. He used the dark yeah. magic, you know. And in in the first Avengers movie, when the Bifrost wasn't when the machine itself was destroyed, he Loki said, "How much dark magic did the All Father have to conjure to send you here?" Talking to Thor, there's a right. possibility that the only reason that staff was able to open or activate the machine to open the Bifrost was because Odin had a way to do it. Um, I mean, maybe the like and the staff was a conduit. Just, yeah, and then Stormbreaker can just summon it somehow and, as well. Yeah, and, and Stormbreaker can just do it. I don't know. I mean, there, there's there's some consistencies. I mean, there's inconsistencies in Marvel, but a lot, um, I'd say. Well, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 it. I mean, but they they weren't really things that I, that bothered me too much. But they are things that I that I noticed. Like that, like yeah. what you just said about the staff being like, I've thought of that before, but I kind of just blew it off, which normally yeah, I, I wouldn't. But I, I don't think Hell is stupid by any means, so she would know things like that. You would think, and she would know about like uh, Nidavellir, 
Like, why couldn't she just go make another sword? Pretty much. Yeah, no, Hella, Hella would know those things. Um, well, considering Hella is <laughs> obviously not literally, but has existed, you know, almost as long as Odin has, you know. Thousands of years older than Thor and Loki. Yeah. There's another thing that I thought about, actually. This is just another fun little side tangent. It's like when, when Thanos shows up, do you think it's a coincidence that Thanos only ever showed up after Ego died and Odin died, you know? Like two uh, I, two know, of the that, that, two of the other most highly powerful beings that existed. I mean, I don't know, because it, it's interesting. Cause Odin Odin went to war with Jotunheim and basically decimated it to protect Midgard, you know? Right. Uh, and then there's, there's Ego, who is basically, I said in the movie, is basically like a god, you know? He is a celestial. Thanos only showed up after they were gone, uh, which, I mean, could be a coincidence, but, like, in the comics, Odin would whoop Thanos' ass. (laughs) Even full gauntlet? I mean, I don't know about full gauntlet, but, like, the thing is, is... Well, Thanos only went on the move to, like, like, I mean, he was looking for the stones throughout pretty much all the movies, but, like, in Infinity War, he was still trying to obtain the stones. Like, not one would just stop Odin, and and at least I believe so. It'd be formidable. Yeah. And, and, like, another but, thing is, uh, how do I phrase this? But, like, there is, uh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. Well, we were talking about I was I was going on on an Odin thing, saying that Odin would absolutely decimate Thanos. Uh, you I, brought I, up full gauntlet. Yeah, the, I. So the Bifrost, right? It, it, it had the power to to pretty much destroy anything, as well as you know transport. If the Bifrost was like active when uh or uh like active during like Ego's time, you think they could have just like used the Bifrost if it was like not the Guardians movie to destroy Ego? Uh I mean I th- I guess it probably could have, because ultimately it was the core of the the planet that was that was ego, you know. It was it was the core of that that world. And I would imagine the Bifrost would probably annihilate that thing if it was active yeah. long enough. I think the Bifrost probably could have killed Ego, yeah. Either that or it would have just sucked the brain to Asgard or something like that. Yeah, and also, like, if if Stormbreaker could summon the Bifrost, couldn't it also summon the full power of the Bifrost and, like, basically melt Thanos easily? Well, I I don't know. The thi- I mean... Because the thing is, is like it has to be hitting something, and the the thing that it would be hitting point blank is Thor. Yeah, I don't think he, also, I don't think he could use a I don't think he could shoot a Bifrost beam out of out of Stormbreaker, you know. But he kind of did. If if you look closely in in Infinity War, when he throws the axe, there's like Bifrost colors surrounding the axe. That's why it can actually combat the full like 
power like the laser of the gauntlet. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, there was another thing. I really wish that, that there something would be done about this, and I, I kind of hoped that it would happen in Infinity War, even though I I knew there was no chance. There's one character who no like I'm convinced pretty much no matter what would have destroyed Thanos, and that is Ghost Rider. Yeah, for sure. I think I think Ghost Rider is the the anti Thanos. Like there's just he's a spirit you know he can't actually be killed you know unless you know he were you were to snap him out of it i mean with the stones you could do pretty much anything but in the course of him getting those stones right like you you would not like he can attack spirits as well as physical entities and with uh, uh, man, I man, I can't believe I'm forgetting all this. Like it was so scientifically worked out. There were there was a video on it that I saw somewhere. Basically, Ghost Rider is a soul stone. Well, well, the thing is, is so to a lesser extent, there's like the Punisher. It's it's the good guys that you're afraid of. It, more so with Ghost Rider because Ghost Rider just cannot be killed. You know, pretty much he can regenerate for one. Uh, and he is there's a spirit. There's also multiple Ghost Riders. Well, I, yeah, I mean, there's been multiple people who have taken up the mantle as Ghost Rider. The the newest one they made, I don't like. I like the well, classic Johnny. Multiple have existed at one point. At the well, same time. Well, yeah, because they skipped on the deal. But like the Ghost Rider, all right, pretty much the the first one, aside from the one you see like in the old movie and whatnot. The the Marvel hero Ghost Rider is Johnny Blaze. Um, and then other people have ended up taking up that mantle in Marvel's history since him. And the newest one is some Mexican dude who drives a muscle car or something like that. Uh, I can't remember his name. But Johnny Blaze for me is is the Ghost Rider. That's how I that's how I prefer to view it. Um Yeah. But I'm I'm just not convinced that Thanos would actually be able to stop ghost rider because he, he like ghost rider pretty much just hunts people like whoever his target is they they are hunted down until they're finished pretty much uh and especially after uh it, after the snap of ghost rider were to survive that that penance there you're talking about burning trillions of souls with like trillions of murders in him right um mm-hmm. uh, like that that would just be the end of it. There's actually a comic I think where Thanos wins infin- the in- the Infinity War and like uh, not the same way in the movie where he like goes into reclusion. He basically rules over Earth cuz Thanos in the comics did not do it for some altruistic motive. Thanos in the comics did what he did by killing half the universe so he could appease Death, the the woman he loved. Um cuz Death in Marvel's a woman, I guess. Um and because he, he was wanted, jealous of Deadpool, yeah, and he wanted the power. And in that comic, it's like all the Avengers were gone, but Ghost Rider was still alive, and maybe maybe a few other Avengers, but Ghost Rider was still alive, and he decided that he was going to hunt down Thanos, and Thanos lost <laughs> very horribly after yeah. that. Another thing that I I never understood about Infinity War was like why. Why couldn't Thanos actually hold the time stone and why do you have to like use the spell to use it instead of just closing his fist? 
I don't know. I think it's just how they operate. Uh, which, I mean, I guess still kind of applies. It's like, <clears throat> you know, with the, the Power Stone and whatnot. I, I don't know. I think they just did that because it looks cool, honestly. But maybe. maybe maybe it's like with the Time Stone, you're not actually doing the spell per se. It's the stone doing the spell. And that's just like how he knows to use it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. You know, if Loki didn't reveal the Tesseract, if Gamora just, you know, hated her, her sister, and if, you know, we wouldn't even gotten to the point of Strange having to give up the Time Stone, if those two things didn't happen, we wouldn't even have a movie. If people were just, you know, smarter. Well, I think that Thanos would have eventually found them. But yeah, I mean, you're pretty much right. If if Loki just did not reveal that he actually had the space stone and kept it in whatever interdimensional pocket he had, Thanos never probably wouldn't have gotten it for a, a foreseeable amount of or an unforeseeable amount of time. Right. Um. I, I, really, if you think about it, I mean, uh, if they had just, I mean. <laughs> If they had just hauled ass on Vision and got that stone out sooner, like immediately when they found out what was going on and they weren't busy, you know, crying, you know, Vision and uh, what what's her face? Wanda. Wanda. They probably could have gotten that stone out and destroyed it. And that would have been the end of it. He wouldn't have gotten all six. Yeah, I mean, there, there's plenty of things you can say what if about. And, you know, not at least three or four of those stones he could not have obtained without someone else having compassion for someone else. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Thanos is, I, I don't know. I, I really don't get the whole concept of we don't trade lives when it's a freaking robot it's an ai it's all it is i mean yeah it's a free thinking ai so you could call it a, a person but well, no at, at when you boil it down it is not a person it is not a life okay well i mean i'm look i'm not gonna bash them feeling for vision okay you and i have no right to do that <laughs> but yeah you and me have absolutely no right to criticize them having feelings for Vision when there is a significantly less advanced AI known as BT-7274, and we cried Shut when he up. died in Titanfall 2, okay? No, that's different. How is it different? That's completely different. How is it different? Tell me. Because BT was awesome. He's a lot, uh, Vision was awesome? Well, not You're as not awesome as, as cool in the as comics, BT. but... Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I yeah, it is what it is, but man, B BT seven two seven four. Oh, you had to open that wound, RIP. man. I'm still recovering from chest surgery. I never recovered from that wound, so not the chest surgery part, but the fact that BT died. Oh, it hurts. It'll always, it'll always hurt, especially with some of the TikToks I've been seeing. God damn, dude. Oh, I have... <laughs> so heartbreaking. BT did not deserve to go out like that. Protocol three, protect the pilot. So sweet. Yeah, that's that. That's a that's a whole can of beans. I... I'm upset now. 
<clears throat> I wish they would make a Titanfall 3. I really wish they would make a Titanfall 3. Honestly, I wish Titanfall 2 just worked. Yeah. I mean, oh, it does yeah. for single player, but that's about it. Speaking of which, there's a there's a thing here. It's a Discord chat thing. Uh, a, like in a, I guess in the Titanfall 2 Discord. 20 minutes. I've been in matchmaking for 20 minutes. And then he got an error and disconnected from the multiplayer. <laughs> oh. And then he says, he says, F this, I'm playing the campaign. And then the next chat was, I miss BT with a frowny face. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much the, the train of thought I have anytime I think about Titanfall now. Is I just get irritated with the, can- with the multiplayer. I play the campaign and then I just get sad all over again. Oh, that's funny. I... I, uh, man, Titanfall 2 is just Titanfall is so ahead of its time. I don't think we'll ever be able to say that on this podcast enough because I know we've brought this up. Yeah. It's just. Oh, it's so... Titanfall 2 was just too <clears throat> mature for people who play video games. Titanfall like, 2 wasn't Call of Duty. That's why people didn't like it. It was just better. It, it, I mean, it was too mature for people who played video games. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to explain that all over again. But that 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 is the sum short of it. People, a majority of people, were not mature enough to like Titanfall. Uh, because they, you know, they play Call of Duty. Because in Call of Duty, you can get a gun, the best gun, because there is a best gun in Call of Duty. There is no best gun in Titanfall. Not when you, not with the play style that you needed to adapt to to play it. There, there was so much more Titanfall than there could ever be with any Call of Duty game. At least more potential. I, but yeah, pretty much. I, it's an abs- Titanfall was so far ahead of its time, and it was released at an awful point of the year itself. Uh, really, because Titanfall it was, was released one year later. Well, I don't know about one year later necessarily, but it was sandwiched in between like a new Call of Duty game and a different FPS game that was popular. I think a Battlefield game it was Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah, it was sandwiched right in between those games. Um, yeah, and those are the games that predominantly kids would play. And because, like, even in the first Titanfall, I don't think other than maybe a couple of times I've ever met anyone in Titanfall or Titanfall Two. That was younger than me, except for one guy named Mugger that I played with on Xbox. I call him Muggers as his gamer tag, and he was awesome at Titanfall. <laughs> he was a little. Was that uh, you played with, or that really popular like pro guy? I didn't play with him. I played against him, and I wouldn't even say that I played against him. He kicked my ass. It's Frothy Omen. At best, he fought you. At. No, he didn't fight me. He just, he basically gently, he just gently and seductively opened my jaw, put it on the curb, and then stomped on the back of my head. That's what he did. So uh, it, it reminds me of like an SAO abridged episode. It's like, a, we had a great day, you know, we fought a dragon. It's like, we, at best, the dragon fought you. So basically, to clarify, Frothy Omen and Titanfall. All right, Frothy Omen was a very, very good Titanfall player, and he ran. He had this thing for a while on uh, YouTube, a series called Pilot School, where he would teach people like you know play styles, how to use guns and Titans and all that. And he basically just broke down the game and was telling people how to play it and how like how he plays and like what works for him and whatnot. 
uh, the guy the guy was a pro and like don't get, like I was great at Titanfall. I was really really good at Titanfall. I was not as good as him. And yeah, there was one match I was playing and this was like after I got my PC and I got Titanfall. It was shortly before the game basically it shortly before it got to where it is now basically a couple years ago. And I was just, I was going into the enemy team and I just saw the name Frothy Omen above the hill and fear was struck into the depths of my heart. Did you even kill him um, once? No, I, I, I think he died a couple of times, but it was like by flukes. Like it was just a, like a couple of unfortunate nu nuisances that, that got him killed you know like getting a sandwich or something like that but and no because I, I tried to go after him uh just to i don't know just to play but yeah there was there was one case i went after him like as a pilot i saw him once and then he looked at me and he did like a flip around thing i didn't see him like for the rest of the duration of me trying to like track him and i just died i didn't i didn't even like see the bullet hit me he got behind me somehow or something like that or above me or below me anywhere that wasn't in front of my face in my in my field of view and for the rest of that game i basically didn't even see him like uh, on, the, on the leaderboards <laughs> i saw except on the leaderboards i saw his titan like he had his like auto titan going around i mean that was fine you know i saw his auto titan i took out his titan that's the that is the only leverage i got against him is i took out his titan and it wasn't much leverage not at all he didn't need it there's a reason it was on autopilot because because it was a distraction like <laughs> yeah, i have a question so how bad do you think titanfall would have been if you could like hijack a titan could hijack a tie i would I, i'm gonna be honest with you i probably wouldn't play it if you could do that be well i mean unless there were sufficient countermeasures to avoid getting hijacked like like with rodeoing there's there's countermeasures to avoid getting rodeoed both in the first game and the second game you know it's the it's mm -hmm. the electric smoke and whatnot um or you have a buddy like try to basically you have a buddy punch your titan it basically kills whoever's on your back um, mm -hmm. unless there's like good sufficient like uh countermeasures to being hijacked and some way that like actually just makes it difficult like there's a hack or you gotta pry yeah. the cockpit like oh. like you cannot just make it easy you know like it has to be difficult i feel like there are a, a plethora of in-game lore like things that actually like dissuade that like it's still a, it's a neural link so any random guy can't just use your titan yeah and then there's that canonically like in titanfall the only person who can just use a titan is whoever a particular titan is linked to yeah so like i feel like if hijacking was in any way gonna be put in it'd have to be like a two-person job one guy hacking and one guy trying to actually hijack. Yeah, because the tit the Titans are free thinking, sort of. Like, I mean, they they can come up with their own strategies and whatnot, but they're programmed to like a goal, a, a non malleable goal. But like a Titan could fight on its own. You know, uh, it's just Titans are more efficient with a pilot, and pilots are more efficient with a Titan. It's it's a it's a symbiotic thing. Um. So wow. yeah, no, there isn't really what. I'm I'm just thinking like 
how we went from talking about clones in Star Wars to talking about Titanfall, like that jump is just like large. See, but I'm gonna admit this right here, like this whole episode, is pretty much the heart of what was in mind of what making the podcast. Because that's what yeah. happens. We'll talk about something, and then it just goes on to this long conversation that I personally think is really interesting. And then I'm just like, hey, you know what? Let's just put it on the internet. Why not? For yeah. two reasons. Uh, uh, One, I think other people would find it interesting. And two, there's documentation of the conversations we've had, you know? Yeah, which I do appreciate. We we have too many conversations that aren't documented that we need to have documented, you know? Oh, well, yeah, like, before we started the podcast, like, I, I can't even remember them, but there were so many things we talked about before the podcast was started up that were, like, really great conversations, and then we would say, we should make a podcast and talk about that kind of stuff, and we did that for a few years until we actually knuckled down and did it. Right. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much. That's what, this, that's what this podcast is for. We're definitely not a ripoff of Distractable, not by any measure. No, because uh, we don't well, get points. Well, we Except stink points. butt points to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you get stink butt points, but no one else gets any kind of point. And those aren't points that you want either. <laughs> there is no winning with stink butt points. <laughs> you can win the number one stink butt award, but that's basically like a participation trophy, but worse. It's like in Mario Party when you get a star for like losing the most mini games. Yeah, it's it's a trophy for sucking. It's it's what it is. Like you oh, lost your middle. Speaking of which, we're uh, a little over the line. I mean, could keep talking. I mean, who who fucking cares? We don't actually have a solid limit. Excuse the language. I'm sorry. I get a stink butt point for that. Uh, uh. Or, or sorry, half because I apologized. Well, um, if, if we're doing that, I say we negate it because I've cussed a few times. Have you? Oh, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah. Okay, fine. Then we'll negate mine because I am not going to go through and try to track yours and give you stink butt points for them. I, I also uh, do apologize for my foul language. Yeah, we're trying to be, we're trying to be family family friendly here. We want we want a bigger audience, and I feel like I feel like cutting out cussing would be a good way to get a well. I not that I feel I, I'm pretty just I'm pretty sure it just is. Like, because sometimes not kids should really be listening to like half the stuff we're saying, but well, but I not just kids, but like people, like you know, there's people who don't want to be around cussing, and it's their prerogative to to feel that way, and it's not really I, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, it's your preference, that's completely fine, but ultimately, I mean, and sometimes cursing can kind of add to comedy, I believe, but right, is it really worth it? You know, like I, I would like everyone, I would like as many people as possible to enjoy the podcast. And if cutting out cursing is the like number one way of getting more people to do so, which I kind of believe it is, because I don't think there's anyone who's like, no, nah, they don't curse. I'm not going to listen to that. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I was actually th- talking to Andrew the other day. I was like, I can't think of any topics to talk about, like, off the top of my head. I have to, like, d- dive deep. And she's like, well, why don't you just use some of the stuff that's, like, on your, like, cover? And I'm like, okay, well, let's look through this. Uh, there's Mjolnir. We've talked about Marvel. There's Captain America's shield, Iron Man's mask. We've talked, we've talked about Marvel a lot. Yeah, pause a little bit. Let me pull up the picture. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Hang on. 
Because, like, the guy that made our art, I, like, half of what he put on there are things that I wasn't really expecting him to put on. And a couple of the things that I suggested he put on, he didn't. And by, yeah. by me, I mean we. And, like, no bash to our artists. Like, he did an amazing job, and I love the art. Oh, he did a fantastic job. And one day, whenever I, this podcast actually starts making money, I would like to get comic strips. Uh, right. Based off of, like, stories we've told. Excuse me, stories we've told or something. Let me see here. Where is it? Here, I'll, I'll just send you it. In... Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. It's right on the right on my stream labs. I'm an idiot. Uh, so there's Freddy Krueger. We have actually, I mean, we've talked about horror, but we haven't talked about slashers. But slashers I mean, are another thing that I don't like. There's the thing like from... list of things we probably never talk about. Uh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, Mickey Mouse, uh, God, not God of War, um, Game of Thrones. There's a Game uh, of Thrones thing on here? The Egg. The Egg? That's a Game of Thrones thing? I'm pretty sure. Oh. Uh, the mushroom from Mario and the pack from Ghostbusters. And it's also a turtle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we we cover pretty wide, right? But I mean, there's also things on the that aren't on here that we've talked about, like the Witcher swords. I know I wanted those on the on the cover. It's not there. Uh, there's yeah. nothing pertaining to Star Wars on our cover art, you know? which is really bizarre because I said Star Wars when I. Sending the message, I'm pretty sure. There's, there's nothing pertaining to Lord of the Rings on there either. Uh, but, I, I mean, l again, l I'm not bashing the guy. The, like, this is amazing artwork. And, I, and I, I'm, I really am, like, it was worth the money, you know? I would have paid more for the, for the cover art, honestly. Um, but, you know, we didn't have to because the guy's actually, like, had a, had a really... I mean, he, he's really steeped himself up. I mean, it, if he ever listens to this podcast, I'm just going to say it now. Uh, like, honestly, you should raise your price a little bit because <laughs> this is good art. I like it. Yeah. Um. Now, granted, we paid for like a pack that we haven't even fully utilized, to be honest. But uh, good art, good art, really good art. I just wanted a cover photo, but, you know, it works. It's all good. Yeah. Ooh, anyway. We are we're ten minutes yeah. over the typical time limit. I'm I'm gonna read the things that we said. Um, oh, you have our you have the, the requirements. Um, please include so yeah, three dudes sitting at a table with various pop culture, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, The Witcher, etc. He put none of those things. <laughs> Stuff around the room and on the walls, nerd cave. So have some artistic freedom in parentheses. A neon sign with Joba Radio on it above us for clothing. Hoodies are cool. Well, here's what I will say. I mean, I mean, all the cover art's great, but the thing that I actually like the most, based on the requirements, is the neon sign part. That that's pretty much exactly what was in my head. And one day when we start doing video podcasts, I really want to buy a custom neon sign to hang behind me. That is that Joba Radio sign. Yeah. Like that's awesome. like that's cool. I I like the neon sign. I think that's like the best part about it. Yeah, pretty much. I I and like the, how he made it, and I'm the only one with a shirt on under my hoodie. <laughs> well, okay. Well, to be fair, at least for me, I wear a lot of low hanging shirts 
so like i mean you can see a, a good amount of my my shoulders and or you know what the area where you know underneath my neck basically you can't really see my shirts under my hoodies basically um actually i think the photo i no i was def i wasn't even wearing a hoodie in the picture i sent him i know what that picture's from i wasn't wearing a hoodie i was wearing a long sleeve t-shirt so one There's of them you were wearing a flannel with a white shirt under and in the other you were wearing uh the i got issues deadpool shirt yeah and he used the, the I got he used the I got issues Deadpool shirt or the the that picture you know I like that he made my beard a little bit thicker though I do like that I appreciate that I'm yeah the only... he took away some of the patchiness <laughs> yeah he took well there I mean you can definitely see it though like in that picture there's a little sloop spot next to my mustache and where the the hair is on like my cheek there's a little divot in there that is there like that that's still there. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I really like that. One day I kind of want to get a new one one day or like new cover art, but like, it's not a necessity. Like I think For one sure. day I think whenever, if we like branch out and then we actually do a video podcast, that's probably, that'll be like an update phase where it's like, we start doing video podcasts. We'll still post on audio platforms, uh, but we'll have a new cover art to go along with it. That'll be like. At the start of a new season, though, I'd say five seasons. Yeah. After five season seasons. five, after after season five, at max, because I I really do want to do a video podcast. Because I, I I there's been a lot of people who've said that they would they want to listen to this on YouTube, like YouTube yeah, constantly pops up and people talk about it. I'm like, well, I mean, you can post an audio format like video to or an and just an audio file to YouTube with a cover photo I'm like but that seems a little boring to me i wouldn't want to do that i would want to do like a video podcast so you can see our facial expressions or whatnot uh when we look stuff up you can see it you know if you really want to yeah i mean like uh, even something as simple as what distractible does is like they have their cover photo and then just models that just move up and down you know <laughs> even yeah, that's but, interesting yeah but that requires work yeah, like I, I think a, I think a video podcast would just be a little more uh, in, interactive, I think, is really the, the way to say it. Because, you know, when you see the actual people that are talking like because that's a whole thing, you know, because you don't really get it from this. But a lot of the things that we say aren't directed like things that I say aren't directed to you and things that you say are not directed to me. It's directed to the audience. You know, but you can't necessarily tell that sometimes because we're not looking at anything, you know, other than oh. our, our own screens, you know. Uh, so that, you know, if there was a video podcast, if I'm explaining something to the audience, I'm obviously not going to be necessarily looking at you. Well, you would think that right. probably if, if we're looking at each other's faces, that is. Um, but I also would need to learn how to. I think you'd need to send me your you would also need to record like your just your uh your video and like send me the video so that way i can just use my audio but use your camera i don't know whatever i don't know how to well, do that you could record shit. you could record the discord uh like oh yeah cams. yeah you're right that's true Forgot i don't that. know 
Mm, I don't know if it'll work if I share my screen. You can see that too, along with it. I don't know. I mean, that's, maybe that's something would... we all got to fig we, we got to figure out in you know the near future. Look, I mean, look, we know a whole lot about technology, but we're not podcast experts or anything like that. You know, we're not we're not even experts at making videos. We don't know how to do half this stuff. We're learning as we go. Yeah. I mean, sh sh shit, our excuse me again. The podcast doesn't even have a proper format still, and I don't think it ever will. Uh, That's the fun of it, though. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we look, we do what we want. Okay, <laughs> like. If we, if we decide that we don't want to do a video podcast, we won't. If we do, then we will. I'm not I'm not looking for peak like quality and resources necessarily. I just wanna I just wanna talk with my friend and post it on the internet. So it's not too much. To I ask. would enjoy doing a video podcast. I still need to buy a video cam to replace the one that I gave you. And I have I, one I gotta, mine, but I'm gonna keep looking, you know, for discounts and the px because they do that a lot yeah well i got a i got a couple in mind uh, it's just i need a, i need a low light a low light uh camera because my room is generally di like lights are off or it's dim because yeah. my sad little boyish vampire eyeballs cannot take it when there's bright lights have you noticed like any better sound dampening since i've been my futon in like the past few weeks I I didn't even think about it. I I didn't know you moved a futon in there. Like I knew you were. I knew you talked about it, but I didn't so know no. when you did it. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess, it's a, uh, I guess a little bit. I I just I need to think about it. Like, because it was so sudden, and my brain's been so preoccupied with like various things over the past couple of weeks that like, I I, I just wasn't paying attention. Okay, well, at this point, we're just rambling on nonsense, so I think we need to uh, end it here now. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not not now. We need to keep this going for at least 10 more minutes. This is going to be the first two-hour-long episode. Two hour? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're, we're an hour and 50 minutes in. We're 20 minutes Jesus. over the... We're 20 minutes over the max recording time that we've done. Okay, well, I'm going to find an, that article I was talking to you about, about the Titanfall 3 game that they canceled. All right, and I'm going to look up something else that's completely irrelevant <laughs> just, to, just to keep the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. So, um, apparently the game was called Titanfall Legends. It was supposed to be a single-player campaign-driven cross between Apex Legends and Titanfall. Send me a link. Um, here, this is just the first one I found. I, I gotta, I gotta read it before you know. I'm gonna send it to you, anyways. I typed in Titanfall, and Titanfall Legends was the first recommended thing, but I didn't click on it. I'm... Oh, that, wait. Oh, shucks. There it is. Uh, okay. why was it would not be Titanfall Three? It would still include a beloved character from franchise Jack Cooper's loyal BT Seven Two Seven Four. My, wait, what? Uh, that doesn't make sense. Well, it could be before the events Titanfall 2. It wouldn't, because in Apex, uh, like, with, like, the beginning cutscene for Apex, when you, like, first load it up, uh, what's his name? The guy who's, like, in charge of the 
the Apex Predators. Apex Predators. I can't remember. remember his name. Blisk. Blisk is an old Blisk, man. Blisk. That's right. Yeah, he is. This is all after Titanfall 2. BT wouldn't be there. Unless somehow his drive was <laughs> saved. Or they, I don't know, remade him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, according to Grub, the single-player adventure was planned to feature Apex Games Commissioner Cuban Blisk. That's it. I was right. As a playable character with various Apex Legends characters making appearances and leading their powers to the player. Lending, not leading. Major Jesus from Titanfall franchise, like the co- location of the Ark. That'd be cool. Titanfall Legends was reportedly helmed by former Apex Legends narrative Mohammed. Alvi, perhaps Alvi. best known as the architect behind Modern Warfare's all gillied up level, whatever. I, I want to know why it was canceled. Where is that? According to Grub, Titanfall Legends players would once again pilot and fight alongside BT-7274, not as Jack Cooper. That also doesn't make sense. Often referred to uh, simply as BT, using Ramparts Workshop, to upgrade and repair them. That's kind of cool. This makes sense, given the fact that Rampart and Blisk are on good terms in Apex Legends, you know, whatever. And Rampart's responsible for Titan belonging to Valkyrie's late father. Titanfall Legends would have seen Rampart... Uh, the project... The project's cancellation was reportedly announced internally by EA on Wednesday. As for the reasoning behind the game's cancellation, Grub cited Respawn's repeated changes of leadership. Okay, hang on. When Mohammed Alvi left, it was doomed. I've looked into this. The uh, Apex Legends community was really looked, has really looked into this. If you go look at the makeup of Respawn these days, it seems like a lot of key players that founded the studio have left. All right, so basically, the people who were in charge and the people who were leading making this game uh, left for reasons obviously unknown. Fired, quit, what, whatever. It doesn't really matter. They're not there. The people who are in charge have left. So... took over my article. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, oops. Got a little carried away. Yeah, you did. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, let's find another thing. There's got to be more about it. I'm Surely this isn't the only thing they... Like, because they made a lot of money off of Titanfall, if I recall. Titanfall 2 fans has been desperate for something resembling a sequel for years now, and it sounds like EA may have just canceled the next best thing. Bloomberg reports that a project called Titanfall Legends was quietly cancelled yesterday amid a series of other cuts at the FIFA game publisher. The game would have taken place in a shared universe between Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends. It's already a shared universe. Two acclaimed respawn entertainment shooters with lots of similarities that have seen plenty of fan speculation about overlapping lore. There already is overlapping lore. Unlike the popular free-to-play battle royale, however, it is a apparently planned as a single-player campaign, or it was apparently planned. Unfortunately, Bloomberg reports of a team of about 50 developers who were working on it were informed on Tuesday that the project had been cut, while the company would look for other positions to move the impacted staff to. Anyone without a new position would be laid off. So basically, they cut it, and all people who were working on it got laid off. 
it wasn't that they left. They got laid off because they cut it. Oh, that, okay, that's, well, uh, screw EA. Well, it was Respawn that did that. EA owns Respawn. Yeah, but still. Well, I mean, I guess either way. Maybe I shouldn't put the blame. Look, you know what? I take that back. EA, I love you. The Dead Space remake, it's awesome. Yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. Oh, man, things to say about it. Uh, Yeah, okay. Um, well, I, I went ahead and, uh, I played it. Someone gifted it to me. We we did talk about it a tiny bit, actually, last episode. But yeah. I finished it, and they did some really cool, uh, I, I mean, I guess you could say quality of life, even though there isn't much. too many spoilers. There isn't much life in Dead Space. Basically, so, people who play the original Dead Space, you know, the, the marker in, in the game, you know, the thing, the 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 thing you know you know what I'm talking about, uh, it it's it's just a thing in the in the uh, old games. Obviously, it has some like canonical abilities and properties, but in the game, see, this is my favorite thing. Like it's these these implied things that you didn't get from the original game. When you get near the marker in the remake, it distorts your hearing and your eyesight. Like your screen gets all wobbly and blurry and you start hearing whispers like they intensify. And if I remember correctly, when you're near the marker, if actually, no, there's another thing. If Necromorph get too close to the marker, they get buffed. I don't think I told you that part, Neo, actually. You did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I assume, cause, so there's been a couple of times where I was fighting, like, Necromorph while, like, moving the marker and stuff, you know, game puzzles. And when they got close to it, the Necromorphs would glow red. And they would take a lot more shots to kill, like, they get buffed. I'm pretty sure they get buffed when they're too close to that thing. Um, And corpses will also talk to you, by the way. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, they like not 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 like walking ones that are trying to kill you like the necromorphs and like there's been a like I was walking past like some of the dead bodies that are in that game and they would like st- say stuff like I'm so sorry Isaac or they'll like make us whole Isaac like they would just talk they would just say things you know um not concerning at all it just it really wigged me out um and I I really like what they did like when they Adding dialogue into it was such a good thing because near the end of the game, uh, when you say avoiding spoilers, do you mean for the audience or you? Oh. Well, okay. Well, basically, uh, Nicole, you know, Isaac's girlfriend, you know, near the end of the game, you know, she's, she's with you. Uh, there, there's some details about it, but I'm not going to share them because it is a spoiler. Uh, but she starts saying things that don't quite make sense, you know? Well, they make sense, but they're not normal. They're not good things that she's saying. They're, uh, creepy. And it is, it is the implica- it's Im- implied horror is the things that always gets me, right? So, uh, I mean, things can scare me, jump scares can scare me, monsters hoarding me, like, I mean... Dead Space is a scary game, but it's the things that get under my, the things that really get under my skin are 
things that are true, but they're never outright said, right? Uh, or things that you can assume, but you don't know for sure. The fear of the unknown is what it all spans on. Um, those things are the things that keep me up at night, is is the is the, the pondering, the questions, you know? And Dead Space, su- surprisingly, did a did the remake did a great job at doing that uh i and i i'm so glad because like i like i had high hopes for it and i had high expectations but my confidence was also really low at the same time because it was ea making it you know the one of the most greedy game companies there is they did such a good job man yeah they did um and I can't, I can't wait till you play it. I want to watch you play it, just like I watched you play the first one. Like, ah, even though you're gonna have some of the same frustrations, and you're probably gonna have a couple new ones. Actually, now that I think about it. So those no doors don't exist anymore, right? Mm-mm, no. So it's all just replaced by the security clearance. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Also, uh, I like in in because I don't think you could do it in the uh, first game. Uh, like, if you got through an area, like if you were in medical, and then you moved on to the next stage of the game where you went to like a different area of the ship, you could not go back to medical unless it was somehow in the story that you go back to medical, right? Uh, basically, yeah. it wasn't free roam. Uh, the new Dead Space is. If there's something that you didn't get in, or wait, maybe you can. I don't remember. But uh, you can't, or or you can go back and collect things that you missed. Basically, I don't remember if you could in t- in the old game or not. But I don't I don't I, think I mean, you could. Once you get on the train, you can't go back. Pretty much. Right. It's like if you leave medical, you can't go back unless like, if it's the same, which I'm pretty sure it is. You go. Again, my example, you go back to medical at some point. Then you can go pick up something that you missed, but otherwise you're yeah, like you're not going back, you know. Yeah. Are we at 2 hours now? Uh yeah, we're actually uh 2 hours and 2 minutes. All right. Well, you're you're are you good to end now. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, if you really wanted to end it 10 minutes ago, I couldn't have stopped you. It's your episode. Fair enough. But, right, I mean, well, I, I'm, I think, I'm good. I, I think we had some great talk today, some good topics, you know, good side tangents, you know, all that. Two hour so episode. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for taking the extended time out of your day to listen to this super long episode if you haven't already follow our socials on twitter reddit facebook and instagram at joe bro radio also follow our solo stream pages mine being just phoenix 101 on twitch we stream sometimes gauges of being frosty butcher there's an underscore between frosty and butcher just so you know and are aware of that and we'll catch you guys in the next episode Peace. Wait, wait a minute. I have, I have concluding notes. You didn't ask me. Oh, about that's me. right. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. Do you have any concluding notes, my my buddy? Uh, two. For one, I think it's justice that we did a two hour episode today, considering we were late on the upload. Uh, for yeah. one. And oh uh, man, I had two. I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, well, I got one. But... I got one. Uh, mm-hmm. Subway won't have pre-sliced meat anymore. Apparently. What? I don't know. It's just a random article that popped up on my on my 
<laughs> okay. Uh, well, that sucks. It'll take longer to get a sandwich, I guess. But all right. Well, yeah, I'm good now. Do your outro again. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. You all have a wonderful night, day, whenever you're listening to this. Peace. Peace.